Welcome to Slend Podcast. You are listening to the official Slend Podcast series of the Institution of Engineers Sri Lanka, featuring a wide range of conversations on diverse engineering subjects of national importance. This is Engineer Jasmine Narayakara and today we have a very special guest with us who is none other than the eminent senior consultant positions of the National Institute of Infectious Diseases IDH Dr Anand Vijayavikrama a warm welcome to you sir good morning We really appreciate the contributions that the healthcare workforce at IDH led by your team made the battle against COVID-19 at this most difficult hour of the nation. Could you briefly explain what is COVID-19 and what are the specific inherent features of this coronavirus that turned the world upside down? Um yes actually this started uh, uh, almost a year ago uh, started in China. Uh, now, mm-hmm. coronavirus is a uh, group of viruses which tend to cause infections in uh, animals and humans. From time to time, we had these infections. Coronavirus infections are not uncommon infections. Generally, these uh, infections are uh, not serious infections. They are they are mild infections causing little fevers, uh, aches and pains, and so on. And they settle on their own. Uh, however. over the last uh, so many years there had been occasions where uh, this coronaviruses have changed structure or, or mutated into viruses which can cause serious damage to the human body and uh, one uh, good example of the recent past was uh, the what uh, the outbreak we had due to sars virus this uh, occurred uh, around uh, 2002 that uh, that uh, coronavirus uh, now i said uh, earlier the coronavirus is a generally harmless viruses but this sars virus was causing deaths in many people uh, so it spread across the world however fortunately the spread was not very rapid or in other words the virus was not very infectious so even though it spread across the world it didn't infect lot of people but the bad thing with the virus was uh, it killed many people the out of the uh, percentage of people who found to be infected fairly uh, significant number died because of mm-hmm. it however fortunately this uh, virus disappeared on its own so the effects did not last for a long period now this time also what happened uh, started in china which we are having now is again uh, in a, a variation of the usual coronavirus species it's our mutation of the coronavirus and uh, what we so was the the main issue was that is the, the very high infectivity rate in other words it affects a lot of people very quickly and very easily and then um, many people of this died if we take the total number of people infected the death rate or the number of people who died after getting the infection is it's actually small the rate is small mm-hmm. but because of the large numbers affected we see a large number of deaths also so that is the the serious uh, issue we have faced so as because of this uh, its high infectivity 
it has spread across the world in a within a very short period we heard uh, we know that there are a few stages in the level of spread of covid-19 disease in sri lanka currently on average over 800 people are diagnosed uh, with covid-19 on daily basis with respect to the current level of spread what is the stage that we are in depending on the degree of spread uh, the who has categorized uh, a uh, country so situations uh, into various uh, stages ranging from stage 1 to 4 uh, it of course depends on the number of uh, or, or rate of infection per population now uh, in sri lanka it varies from place to place now in western province we have a quite a high uh, rate of patients coming detected being detected but is not so in uh, other parts of the country but uh, still the disease has spread to other parts of the country so it, it may be a matter of time that we see large numbers in other parts of the country unless we take necessary uh, preventive measures now in uh, based on this status the, the who has recommended to have sort of some alert levels that is again to prevent the spread uh, so if we take uh, that probably i would say we are in alert level 3 when we take um, the western province which means there has to be uh, many restrictions about the mobility about uh, uh, the gatherings and so on uh, but in other parts of the country it's uh, it's not it hasn't gone to that extent still but as i said earlier i think uh, we know in, in uh, practically what is necessary to understand this we know that this is in the community and uh, this is spreading and uh, therefore unless we take uh, necessary precautions uh, any anybody any of us can get the illness and, and if it spread fast uh, then uh, there can be other problems like um, affecting uh, vulnerable group what i mean is uh, with that is that certain groups of people are likely to get uh, uh, serious illness with this virus Uh, such groups are older people people older than uh, 70 years or 65 years and then people with other uh, some other illnesses like uh, kidney diseases diabetes and so on so those can get affected uh, if if it spreads more uh, already we see that effect in the country so that is why it is necessary to have all the preventive measures uh, practiced across the country After many deliberations we learned that uh, Sri Lanka received COVID-19 vaccine from India recently so what sort of an effect in other words a positive outcome do you expect from this vaccine and how it is being administered um, now uh, generally a vaccine is when a vaccine is produced uh, it is that that process takes quite a long time generally about 10 12 years the main reason for that is after giving the vaccine we have to observe and see the efficacy and the how long the efficacy lasts because of the present situation uh, many countries started using the vaccines uh, produced uh, without waiting for that usual long period uh, and the who also approved it because of the current situation so we know this the vaccines certain vaccines have been already given to the public and we got the astrazeneca vaccine produced by the serum institute of uh, india 
and the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine and other vaccines. There are two other vaccines uh, proved by the WHO, that is the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. Now, these, uh, the, up to now, the studies done using these have shown uh, fairly reasonable, very good safety and uh, fairly reasonable efficacy. Uh, it has shown that it produces immunity in the body. Now that is that we know that is confirmed. All these uh, vaccines which are in the in the use. What we do not know exactly is how long this immunity lasts. That only time will tell. Uh, but at the moment, with the available evidence, we believe there will be an immunity for at least for more than a year. It, it can be ten years, fifteen years, or even longer than that. But without seeing what is happening in the future, we don't know exactly the, the duration of the immunity. However, we know it is effective. The, the duration of the efficacy is, is what we don't know. So that is why uh, when it came uh, to us, we also decided to use the vaccine. At the moment, it is given to uh, frontline healthcare workers and the frontline military uh, or uh, people in the, in the police and tri forces who are uh, dealing with COVID-positive people. Uh, and then uh, we are very likely will be getting another quite a big of uh, the same vaccine towards the end of this month. And if it is so, then uh, it will be given to other people also. Uh, we have prioritized the people who are going to have in, in a priority order because we will not be getting the total needed quantity immediately. Uh, that is because uh, the the production is distributed throughout the world and uh, no country can get their, the required amount immediately because the production is limited. Uh, even in the West, that is the, that is the situation. Uh, so after the healthcare workers, uh, the people who are above 60 years of age and people who have other illnesses like diabetes, uh, kidney diseases and so on will, uh, will get the infection. And then... Uh, the others, uh, uh, other categories which will be getting the vaccines will be like uh, people like the university students uh, who have who have basically gathered to continue their uh, work uh, will be getting the infection. So it's, it's based on the on the risk after that. Uh, but the 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 plan is to give it. now this vaccine is at the moment given to people above eighteen years of age because it had been tested on that group. And also people less than 18 years are very unlikely to get uh, problems even if they get infected. So the target group is people above the 18 years of age. And the, the aim is to vaccinate at least two-thirds of that population. But that will give rise to a reasonable amount of immunity in the uh, society. That is the idea. It will take several months. Uh, but uh, the good thing is actually we we were started to uh, we were able to start uh, to give this vaccine, and uh, it is very likely we'll be getting some more vaccines uh, within the very near near future. Well, on behalf of the Institution of Engineers Sri Lanka, I am forwarding this question to you, sir. What level of an assessment you have on the current involvement of the engineering community in this country that supports the noble service of Sri Lankan healthcare sector to fight against COVID-19? Do you think that the level of contribution of Sri Lankan engineers on this regard is sufficient? 
Uh, yes, actually, what we saw was uh, with the spreading of this virus and uh, people uh, are under threat of getting infected, uh, we got a lot of support from uh, many other sectors. I mean, the health sector got a lot of support from many other sectors, and especially from uh, engineers. We have to thank uh, all the people, uh, especially the engineers who helped the health sector, especially our hospital, uh, National Institute of uh, Infectious Diseases. It, it was really, really encouraging and uh, it, it was really great. And uh, so we had uh, the support from the IELSL and uh, then uh, other groups of engineers contributed in many ways. Some helped us in building a CT scan facility in our hospital. Some helped in designing various uh, things like the negative pressure systems, the, especially the IESL was involved in uh, designing the, uh, the negative pressure systems for the uh, intensive care units. Uh, that was an essential part for the safety of uh, people who are working in the, uh, in the intensive care unit. Uh, and there were many, many supports and then others from uh, the people who, now th that was a time where people were not coming uh, to do work in this hospital. The laborers, uh, even the contractors are refusing to come. So uh, in uh, such situations, uh, the engineers gave the lead to have this support to our hospital. Uh, and uh, also in addition to that, there were many things we saw by having various uh, inventions or in, and innovations which helped us, uh, the healthcare workers, especially doctors, in managing these patients, uh, like designing um, uh, various uh, things for the which we can use for the protection of uh, healthcare workers. So that was really encouraging. I think uh, so. It did a lot of good to us and gave gave us uh, as the doctors we got a lot of confidence. Uh, from uh, the contribution of engineers, and, and I really, really appreciate uh, what uh, they did. Uh, and also, I think it is a good uh, beginning uh, now uh, uh, for collaborative work with engineers and doctors. Uh, I am sure that will already what we have done, what you, the support we have given is benefiting uh, people, I think in the, in the future also we can we should continue on this because I'm sure that will uh, provide a lot of benefit to the public and, and the patient. What sort of message you have for the Sri Lankan engineering community? Yeah, uh, it's in in several fold now. Uh, as far as COVID is considered, I think it is important uh, to uh, take the necessary precautions so that uh, you all no, don't get the infection. The one thing, but on the other hand, now uh, as uh, leaders of your profession, I think you can uh, guide your workplaces, factories, and so on, uh, and to make sure that these precautions are being taken so that the workers uh, who work under you are, are protected. And uh, that is one aspect. Other aspect is uh, now, uh, in my opinion, uh, we saw a very uh, significant improvement in sectors like uh, IT over the last uh, 10, 15 years. Now that much of improvement was shown when it comes to the medical sector or medical equipment sector. Mm -hmm. I think uh, 
that is why I feel this is a very good opportunity and a good beginning for collaborative work with us. Now, we have a lot of friends, the engineers, uh, engineer friends, but uh, we haven't discussed these things uh, professionally, what, what the engineer's contribution can be to improve the, uh, the medical sector. Uh, so I think there's a huge opportunity and, uh, and this paved the way for that opportunity. And I think uh, we should uh, continue our uh, dialogue and collaborative work. Now, I'm sure you all can contribute in a great deal uh, when yes, it comes to, comes to like uh, the equipments, various methodologies. Uh, with, with our feedback, we can say what we want and how, what are the things we would expect in, in let's say, in a machine or something. Uh, and I think that dialogue maybe may have been happening in other countries to some extent, but I don't think even there it was not it, uh, it was happening to the necessary extent. Uh, then that may be why we don't see that degree of improvement uh, in the medical sector, medical engineering sector. I would say uh, even in other countries, of course, there have been many improvements like producing MRI scanners and, and so on. But it is when you compare with the IT sector, I think it's, it's uh, lagging behind a lot. Uh, so I think with this opportunity, we should uh, use we should use this opportunity uh, for the future. Finally, what is your message to the Sri Lankan public in general about their lifestyle during the new normal situation? Yeah, very likely that uh, this uh, virus will continue to be with us for at least a year, if not more. And uh, even though we get the vaccine, uh, we will have to continue with our um, uh, taking necessary precautions because uh, one reason is we don't know exactly for how long the vaccine is effective. Another concern is that the virus, uh, these viruses tend to change their structure. So sometimes this virus might change to a certain pattern where the vaccine may not be effective that we don't know whether that sort of thing will happen in the future. Now, that happens with certain viruses, for example, with influenza, that happens quite commonly. Uh, so we have to adopt this, this new normal situation, condition with that. And uh, of course, we have to restrict many things. But on the other hand, if you look at positively, there can be a lot of other opportunities and improvements which we can do uh, while taking with uh, while considering uh, all this uh, threat of the virus, I think that is what we should uh, look at. There may be new uh, innovations, inventions, and then uh, new uh, starting of new productions of various things. And uh, of course, uh, we know there are there are restrictions of imports, so the the production in the country of certain things can go up. And also, we have to look at the opportunities. Uh, of uh, producing other new things. Uh, so I think we, even though it's, it's not a, uh, I would say, very comfortable situation, uh, still there's a lot of opportunity in this. I think that is what uh, we have looked at. And also as engineers uh, and uh, doctors, I think we should give the uh, lead uh, in, in, in this situation. Thank you very much, Dr. Ananda Vijayavikrama the Chief Consultant Physician at National Institute of Infectious Diseases, IDH, for spending your valuable time to share timely insights on COVID-19 with the Engineering Committee of Sri Lanka. We wish you all the success in your Nobel endeavor against COVID-19. 
This is Engineer Jasmine Nanakara from Slain Podcast. Have a great day.